All right, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out, and I am going to bring my next guest on, Harvard-educated physician and New York Times bestselling author of The Hormone Cure, Dr. Sarah Gottfried. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm great. I checked out your book, and uh, this is really interesting, especially since the theme of my show is Get the Funk Out, and sometimes you can't figure out why in the world you are in a funk. That's for sure. I think a lot of women don't think about their hormones, but that is a key reason for the funk. Yes. Tell me about why you decided to write this book. I wrote it because I was in my mid-30s and really struggling. I had about 25 pounds of baby weight I couldn't get rid of after having two daughters. Yeah. I had a bad mood. I had mood swings, PMS. I went to my doctor, and I got offered an antidepressant. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and that and that was a defining moment for me because I realized, oh my gosh, millions of women, men too, are being told this very same thing, and it is exactly the wrong solution. So it got me to apply my own medical training to my situation. Oh, that's great. And I had a hunch my problem was hormonal, and indeed it was. My cortisol was three times what it should have been, the main stress hormone. My thyroid was off, and I had estrogen dominance. So that's what led to writing this book. So how did you know what to do to switch things up with your own body? What, did, what was your game plan? Well, yeah, at that time I didn't know what to do because mm-hmm. I wasn't taught at Harvard Medical School how to do it. But I knew enough to say, okay, my hormones are off. What solutions are out there? Mm-hmm. And it got me to look at alternative medicine. It got me to look at functional medicine. You know, how do we solve these problems that women have with gaining weight, with feeling like crap, with having yes. little to no energy? How do we solve them with natural solutions? So I went through about 2,500 studies and found, oh my gosh, there's great science to show that we can naturally change our hormones for the better. Oh, I love it. This is so important because it's not, it's so difficult being a woman. You have a baby and you get all the hormones raging and then you're taking care of a child and maybe you're nursing. I mean, I went through this. I have kids. Yeah, well, I think a lot of women go through this. And even if you don't have the experience of, of having a kid, just between the ages of about 35 and 50, your hormones can start to wildly fluctuate. You know, most women, about 80% in that age range, have estrogen dominance, too much estrogen compared to progesterone. And they don't realize that you can change your hormones with the way that you eat, move, think, and supplement. So Mm -hmm. that's the message I really want to share. And what's interesting is you you also have a chapter on uh, gluten, and my previous guest, Jax Lowell, was just talking about it because... I went through a whole phase, I was mentioning to her, where I was addicted to junk, and I just felt lousy. And as a student, I was completely, you know, falling apart. Yeah, I I think uh, our food industry has really changed what's on our plate. And a lot of people are aware of that. You know, they eat organic, they try to eat sort of farm to table, Mm -hmm. but they don't realize that there's certain foods that can really raise your stress response. And if you're like me, if you're a bit of a stress case to begin with, (laughs) that really can cause problems with your hormones because the stress hormones, cortisol, are like the boss of all the other hormones in your body, your thyroid, your testosterone, your estrogen, your progesterone. So you've got to dial in these hormones, Mm -hmm. starting with your fork, to get them to serve you. Yes. No, it's interesting. I was looking at one of the chapters. Um, well, you have this whole model, the seven hormone resets. Uh, reset one, meatless. Reset two, sugar-free. Different things affect you. I mean, it's all a whole puzzle. 
It is a bit of a puzzle, and I think the, you know, what I like to do is to make this ridiculously simple because most women are pretty busy. They don't want some huge project. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is that you can change your hormones, like insulin, for instance. You can change insulin in 72 hours if you're really mindful about what you're eating. Mm -hmm. I also didn't realize I had gone paleo before this, and I... I didn't realize that all the meat I was eating was actually raising my estrogen levels even higher. Interesting. So it's, it's those small awarenesses that can really help you get the hormones back to where they belong, back in that Goldilocks position. Yes. Now, I don't think I could go without the caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way. And I then, know. <laughs> you know, here's the surprising thing. More than 50% of people are slow metabolizers of caffeine, mm-hmm. and I'm one of them. And what that means is you may feel totally addicted, like you can't even imagine a morning without your cup of coffee. Yes. But when you get it out, not permanently, but just for the three weeks of this program, you start to sleep an extra hour or two at night. You sleep without any interruptions. You lose five to ten pounds. I mean, it's dramatic what it can do for your body, especially if you're a slow metabolizer. No, that makes a lot of sense. That really does. Now, some people also say, oh, I could never go without dairy. I actually am dairy-free, and I have no problem. And it's actually been so positive for my health. It's pretty dramatic what can happen when you give up dairy. You know, the average cow in the U.S. is injected with six different steroid hormones designed to make it fat. Ugh. And then we're consuming the milk from these cows. I, I think it's, it's important to realize, too, that if you can't imagine life without cheese or without dairy... Yeah. Part of it is because of the chemicals in the dairy. There's these things called casomorphins, Uh which stimulate your pleasure centers in your brain and make you addicted. So we just have to break that addiction, and then I think it's quite easy to live without it. Yes, and there's so many other options now, too. That's right. I mean, there's delicious nut milks. Mm -hmm. Coconut milk is one of my favorites. I use that for a smoothie every morning. There's many ways to to be happy and satisfied off of dairy. What are some initial changes people can make because it might be overwhelming? Well, I think the first change you can make is to go three days without eating red meat. And I still am a fan of animal protein. You know, I have a gene, which is also very common, where when I eat fish, Mm -hmm. oily, wild-caught fish like salmon and halibut, that actually makes me lose weight. So a lot of people have that same gene. So you could start first with three days off of meat and ideally get off of alcohol as well because that raises your estrogen and it also raises your cortisol. Okay. Well, you know, I actually am a vegetarian. I'm gluten-free. I don't drink. I mean, these are not I have to say, these are not changes you, you can make overnight sometimes. You, it can be gradual. You can't beat yourself up. That's, that's so important. I think the, the key here is to make small baby steps. You know, they add up to major transformation over time. And we know that when you're trying to make a change, like if you're trying to lose 15 pounds or you're trying to be less addictive with the food that you're eating, mm-hmm. it's these small little steps that really add up to major transformation. That's, that's the way we want to do it for sustained results. Any advice for people that might be facing Monday in a funk? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say check your hormones. We know that 50% of people who feel depressed have high cortisol, like I did in my mid-30s. Okay. 20% have a slow thyroid. Oh. So I would say go to your doctor, demand a hormone test. Yes, absolutely. And really examine what you're eating, what you know, you're doing daily, 
as far as, and even you talk about shampoos and artificial ingredients, and it makes so much sense. Well, the average woman applies about 515 synthetic chemicals to her skin each day, and I used to be one of them, so I know what this is like, and they can really affect your mood. You know, a lot of the chemicals that we apply to our skin, whether it's cosmetics or shampoo, they can act as obesogens in your body. They can also affect your mood. They change your hormone levels, your estrogen, your thyroid, your androgens, such as testosterone. Those can hugely impact your mood. This is really fascinating. Unfortunately, we have to wrap up, but I think I would love to have you back on again because I think this was too short. (laughs) I would love that, Janine. I think it would be great. So I will get in touch with you and we'll figure this out. What's your website? The website is hormonereset.com, and if you want to take a free quiz, it's hormonereset.com forward slash quiz. Okay. Yeah, because this is so interesting. It's so so relevant to my listeners and to me as well. So um, let's have you back on, and we'll continue the conversation. Sounds great, Janine. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. That was Dr. Sarah Gottfried joining us to talk about her book, The Hormone Reset Diet, Heal Your Metabolism, and you can actually lose up to 15 pounds in 21 days. Uh, This is a really interesting book. I mean, it really helps you examine like what you do day in, day out, as far as what you're putting in your body, on your body, affects everything. We're going to take a quick break. If you did miss any part of my discussion uh, with Dr. Godfrey, it will be up on my blog within an hour after I wrap, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I have to share something with you. I know this is not healthy, but today would have been my grandmother's 100 100 yeah, 101 she would have been today. So we have this uh, thing we do in our family. where her favorite candy bar was a Snickers. I know, not healthy, but that was her favorite thing. So I used to send her little bags of Snickers. And when I'd go to visit her, she'd have all this chocolate all over her. Very cute. So if you're ever in a funk, you, you're thinking of somebody that's no longer here, maybe do something to remind um, you of how special they are. All right, I got to take this uh, next guest. So hang tight and we'll bring him on. This world.